0: Heard weekdays from noon to one.
1: Have you ever spent the morning after regretting the night before? Maybe you did something that caused major damage in your life. Maybe you were unhappy about some things in a relationship and in a fit of anger you broke up with the love of your life and there was no going back after the things that were said. Well, a lot of people who voted to leave the European Union in last week's Brexit vote are going through that remorse right now. One poll says a full 7% of those who voted to leave now regret it, and more than 3 million people have signed a petition asking for a do-over. Meanwhile, Boris Johnson, one of the leaders of the leave side, says the negative consequences are wildly overdone. You know, that's probably true, but for now, markets around the world are in complete Turmoil, not just in Britain. And uh, we have to look at what the fallout is for us here in Canada. The numbers 416 360 0740 or toll free 1 866 740 4740. And to give us some perspective on what we should expect, I've got Catherine Del Greco, and she is uh, a vice president at TD Wealth Management. Welcome, Catherine. Hi. How are you? I'm very good. How are you? I'm fine, thanks. So, uh, you know, uh, the markets are in turmoil. The dollar is down. People who have investments, especially people who are going to need that money soon, uh, are really worried. Uh, You know... Boris Johnson has a point. Markets always, you know, go nuts when things aren't expected, and then, you know, they come back. Am am I wrong? Uh, No, you are 100% correct. Certainly, if we look back
2: at um, historical data, which I'm, you know, reviewing some research on sort of market shock events going back, you know, to 1941, the attack on Pearl Harbor, that, These types of um, short-term trading reactions are are, are very well within the norm of uh, overall market conditions. So the pullback or the, the, the correction we saw on Friday Definitely, you know, within the U.S. market, down 3.5%, and the Canadian market was down 1.5% on Friday, was well within the median average when the market is trying to digest the
1: news. And, well, they're down today again.
2: Yes. So the uh, the, uh, S&P 500 is down 1.5%, and Toronto is down 1.5%. So net in the last two days, uh, down about 5.5% in the U.S. and 3.5% in Canada.
1: Now, is this regret that a lot of people are feeling over there. Is that somehow going to play into this? I'm not sure there's really a process for them to process their regret.
2: Absolutely. There's, there's no doubt we're, you know, we're in uncharted territories. Um, the markets have clearly underestimated the political shift in the UK. Um, you know, the fact that the wider population that were unwilling to rock the economic boat by voting to remain proved to be absolutely wrong um those that did come out to vote specifically those living outside of urban areas who were clearly dissatisfied with their lot in life and they have staged a protest vote they're the ones that didn't benefit from quantitative easing or the uh, the skyrocketing prices of uh of houses in London were not a net benefit to them so certainly this can be seen as a protest vote However, uh watching David Cameron's uh, uh speech this morning uh in parliament, um he said that uh cabinet agreed this morning uh that the decision must be accepted. Um, and that I don't see whether there's ever really going to be an opportunity. Now, this is my comments here. Whether there will be a second uh, referendum, there has never been a circumstance like this presented. So, how the markets can react to it is uh, is uh, is is very difficult. I understand too that there were some challenges to the accuracy of how many signatures were on this online petition. There's been an investigation that there that petition has been hacked, and some of those um, signatures. Uh, Somewhere around seventy-seven thousand signatures could be verified
1: as being fraudulent. So wow, well, that's a lot. Okay, so, a lot. so we'll stop reporting on that. Thanks for the clarification. <laughs> uh, you know, it
2: could. It, it's it's just it's early days. So there's there's a lot of emotion coming out, and that's where where it gets very very difficult to sift through fact. and uh, and emotional
1: fiction. Okay, let's let's cut to the chase for our people here. So uh, people watching this, uh, what, if anything, should our people here who have money in the market who are watching this thing sink, what, if anything, should they do?
2: Well, first and foremost, history has taught me do not sell anything into a panic market, which is certainly what we've seen for the last couple of days. There's too much uncertainty that everything is going to be um, treated and painted with sort of the same brush, regardless of the quality of the company um, or the business at hand. No one is looking at the underlying fundamentals of a share price. They're just basically selling shares across the board, regardless of quality. So you do not sell into that type of a market. But what you do do is hopefully it allows you when things quiet down and a little bit more clarity comes into play, it gives you the opportunity to buy really good companies and good businesses that are being priced in the same way or technically are considered to be on sale the same way as a, a less financially sound company.
1: Okay. Well, I know I know investment advisors often say that. And, yeah. and I often wonder because you kind of, you know, we don't know where this is going to end. I mean, this this could end up, you know, being a serious correction, you know, 10%, maybe more.
2: And, and that is very normal course for the markets. I, I've been doing this for over 30 years. And I can tell you on any given year, there is always the crisis de jour. There's always yep. on an annual basis, there is something for the market to worry about. And it's when the market goes through a period of worry, that actually gives us our opportunities. It could turn out Certainly that, that this event, which I'm I'm not undermining the significance of it because it's, it is significant, but it definitely has more of a political nature to it on the short run than it does economic. Long term, it, there's a lot less clarity as to what the impact is going to be. Certainly the U.K. is in a difficult negotiating position as far as it's unwinding um, uh, trade negotiations and deals that took decades to put into place there is a leadership change that is going to occur and that leadership, new leadership is going to be responsible for negotiations on all the new uh, the new trade relationships. Catherine,
1: uh, I'm going to give the numbers again, 416-360-0740 mm-hmm. or toll-free 1-866-740-4740. Uh, we only have a few minutes left, but but one of the things uh, that I'm wondering about, to me, uh, the protest vote that caused this is very similar to what we're seeing in the United States with the rise of Donald Trump. Donald Trump, of course, is a protectionist. He keeps saying he wants to reopen uh, the trade deals, our trade deals, uh, with the United States and with Mexico and the United States, of course, our largest trading partner. And uh, we have the Three Amigos Summit coming up. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mexican Prime Minister is already here. They were not going to talk trade because they didn't want to do anything that was going to impact or ruffle feathers in the states in the midst of the campaign. Now they have to talk trade. So in, in a weird way, this kind of rolling um unhappiness you know really could could have a significant impact on us here in Canada because of trade am I wrong no
2: I, I think you're hundred percent correct it, it you,
1: you cannot help but notice the, the similarity
2: with the protest vote from the disenfranchised those that are feeling, uh, economically uh, left behind as the uh, growth occurs around them and, and the rich get richer and the poor uh, remain status quo or if not their standard of living has declined. Um, so trade relations are, are very, very important. It's And I do believe that going through from an investment standpoint, investors need to prepare themselves for uh, again, more market volatility going into this U.S. election um, as a result of exactly the points that you that you talk about. We do believe ultimately that calmer heads and thoughts will prevail. Um, we we do encourage not to put up trade barriers and encourage tariffs as a way of uh, continuing economic growth. So I I do believe there's going to be an incredible amount of discussion about this and the disenfranchised protest vote. It will be a very big topic for the next several months.
1: Okay. Uh, Catherine Del Greco, thank you so much for your insight. You're welcome. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
0: You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one.